0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Blum Show. It's a pleasure to have you all here today. I hope you had a great week. I hope everything is working out well for you. A little bit late today, it was kind of just a kind of a tough uh, time I had before. Um, a little bit of traffic, just getting back home to my home studio to go ahead and do this. And uh, but I do want to thank everybody here for uh, for going ahead and joining us this evening. If you'd like to give us a call, feel free to do so. The number here is eight 800- hundred. Six nine nine zero nine eight zero Again, that's 800-699-0980. Um, and uh, again, we would like you to join us if you'd like to just give us a buzz. We're more than happy to take care of you and uh, do whatever we can do uh, for you. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, as, as I read the news and I see things uh, this uh, week, what's going on, um, there seems to be a change again in the media. The media is so, so weird. And again, I, I have to always say that when I mean media, I mean the Democratic Party. I no longer really believe that there is a Democratic Party, uh, per se. I think it's very, very different now. I think it's made of four factions, okay? And basically, you only have four pieces now of people that consider themselves to be Democrats. And who are they? What are they? Well, they are the media. The media is the Democratic Party right now. They take all of their talking points and uh, all of the suggestions and everything that the media has to say, and that's what the politicians run with. Uh, second part to the party really is those politicians. Those are the people who uh, who are the uh, political elite, if you will. And I think that um, I think you have to include some Republicans in that as well. I mean, uh, there is the, the political elite and the political elite, let's face it, they are scared to death. They're just really, really scared. Um, because uh, if if uh, Trump is able to actually do some good things for the United States what that means is that they do not uh, the the uh, the establishment does not need to be uh, actually their their whole mechanism will be ruined look let's face it this is the establishment this is how it's been for a while this is why the establishment cannot stand Trump because it's a matter of them losing too much okay we have about 20 25 years of basically of of lobbyists and this is how it's been lobbyists and they invest a lot of money into the politicians. And that's how it goes. You just get tons and tons of money that the politicians take. And there are people that are vested in them, companies that are vested in them, all sorts of uh, uh, groups and other political groups that are vested in this system of uh, basically paying for your politicians. And, um, That's all going to disappear. I mean, if Trump has his idea of government uh, take uh, hold, that's going to be completely different then. Those people will not matter anymore and everything that they've worked for, all the stuff that they've done, everything for the last X amount of years, 20 years or so, is for naught. It means nothing anymore, because that kind of politics will no longer exist in Washington. And uh, obviously, when someone wants to go ahead and change that and take power away and take money away from people, guess what? Those in power do not want to go ahead and give anything up at all. They just don't want to, nor will they, nor will they help. Now, I'm starting to see some, some shifts. I don't know if you've noticed it now. Um... But it seems that that basically there's been a a lot of uh, uh, change in the media. I mean, Trump is no longer, the uh, the Russian thing is going to be kind of passe in a little bit. So um, they're not really talking about that too much. Because let's face it, since last year, um, you've had two Senate committees, two House committees, the FBI, the CIA, NSA, all of them pointing to the fact that there is absolutely no collusion between Russia and the Trump administration. Did the Russians try to, uh, to try to uh, affect our election? Absolutely. And they've been trying to do that for years and years and years. They've always been adversarial to the United States. This should not become a big shocker for anyone. The big question is, is that Obama knew about this, and Adam Schiff, uh, Senator Schiff, the uh, intelligence committee, uh, today is actually came out and said something. God forbid, should I say it against against the imam? You know, against the king of, of of the world, Obama. He said that maybe he should have done something. But you know, if you're so full of yourself and you think you are so great and you think you have all your ducks lined up in a row and all of the polls and all of the media, which are your buddies, basically telling you everything is going to be cool. Why should you rock a boat? I'm sure in his mind's eye was, well, we're winning this anyway, so why should I talk about Russia or get involved with Russia? And let's face it, he's involved with Russia. I mean, let's, uh, let's not forget that Obama was the one in the midterm, his midterm election, said to Medvedev, "Please tell Vlad, please tell Putin, I'll be much more flexible once I'm reelected." Now, what does that mean? Oh, I'll be able to get rid of more weaponry for you. So, is that colluding? Is that colluding with the Russians? president talking to his, to uh, the highest Russian dignitary at the time is that what that is is that okay is that not okay what is that an odd thing about the Democrats and um it's so funny because I did talk to someone this weekend uh, who said he's a liberal but he's not sure if he's going to be a Democrat anymore so because that party no longer has any interest uh, to him he is not a leftist And that's different. If you caught our show last week, uh, we talked about the similarities, the intense similarities, actually, between the left, and I'm talking about the radical left on the Democratic side, and ISIS. And feel free to go ahead and get that up on my website if you didn't hear it, uh, michaelblumshow.com, and you can go ahead and replay that. It's it's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, But basically, there there have to be, and I'm going to have a a couple of guests on this evening, and this is one of the things I really do want to talk to them about um, although, uh, although most of the guests that I have are conservative in nature, they are uh, politicos, if you will, and I'm just curious, and I'd love to hear from people out there that are actually Democrats, but they're fed up with their party and they want to see something else. You know, maybe it's a time for a third party for those folks. That I don't know. It Certainly could be, um, but that's pretty much the, the gist of what we're doing here and what we're going to be talking about. You know, and it's it's weird to me also because. Um, there's just such a big dichotomy between what the left is allowed to do and what uh, the right is allowed to do, and uh, it seems that if you want to uh, follow what's going on, sometimes you can follow the anger, okay? Because it seems that only leftists believe they should be allowed to be angry. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's basically it's if you're angry that that Trump won, your anger is socially acceptable. That's just fine. But if you were angry that Obama won, <laughs> then you're a racist. You know, that, that's not good at all. Um, the lunatic who tried to kill as many Republicans as he could, uh, um, let's see, James Hod- Hodgkinson, that was his name. His rage uh, in terms of media was socially acceptable. I mean, you had you had politicians, you had senators saying, well, go ahead and line up the Republicans and shoot them. You have the uh, the Caesar, uh, Hail Caesar killings in uh, New York. I mean, you have uh, Kathy Gifford um who if she wanted to do something unique maybe she should have tried to be funny but instead she's holding up heads of trump and all of that and there's so much rage that's out there you have uh, there's amika zavia johnson who's a black lives matter cop killer um and these guys they they're they obama invited the them into the white house you have uh you have like a. the not trayvon but the other michael brown an absolute thug an absolute thug they have statues up for him so the the left the way the left thinks is absolutely sick there's something wrong with them there's something really wrong with them a lot um but basically you're not allowed as a conservative you're held to a different standard than a leftist okay which maybe makes sense and it's a good thing to do but basically you know if you're white you're angry about the travel ban you better shut your mouth Okay. You can't appeal anything that the King Obama has done. Because if you do that you're gonna be on the nasty side and things will not work out for you and your dog will die. You know, it's just gonna be a terrible thing for you. So, uh, you know, you have all these nutty people. Uh, it would seem like a couple of weeks ago all of the leftists were yelling and screaming and cursing on the radio uh, or on TV, as the case may be. So if you're angry, uh, your leftist party leader like Perez can go ahead and scream and curse on the, uh, on the microphone. And you could have uh, Christian Gillibrand, who is an president, uh, aspiring presidential candidate, do the thing, cor- curse just along with the base. But if you're angry and you're a Trump person, whatever anger you channel is dangerous to the country it's terrible it's it's larian you we may die i mean just go ahead and go as nuts and as crazy as you possibly can and that's what the left will make a, about it if you're really good at uh, at smearing people you're really really angry you can get a great job at cnn go ahead be a commentator there but if uh you're a if you're a, a conservative and you start to get nasty you're fired you're fired it seems that When conservatives voice their opinion, they're no good, they're dangerous, they're worrisome, they're a threat. However, if the left is doing it, they're passionate, and they're so courageous, and they're just like a bunch of rebels. What nonsense. What absolute nonsense. Um, Feel free to give me a call if you'd like. The number tonight is 800-699-0980. Um, There are some things that, you know, uh, Trump is way worse than Bush would have been in terms of the establishment. Because another way to look at government, again, is not that they're really Democrats anymore, and Republicans anymore. There's the elite political class. And then there's the voice of the people. And those are the two factions now that are fighting each other. You know, senators don't get to choose the president. The House doesn't get to choose the president. California doesn't get to choose the president. And before the election, the polls were unbelievable. All the polls, oh, Hillary, in a landslide, in a landslide, in a landslide. What nonsense. There was one poll that was taken, and it was taken in November of last year, and Hillary lost that one. It was called the election. And I still have some of my liberal friends say, oh, yeah, but uh, with the, if, it were, if it, you, you take the, the popular vote, well, actually, what that just means is if uh, California got its way. There's a reason why we have an electoral college now. That's not just the fact. And they harp on the fact that, oh, yeah, it was put into power when there were slave states. The idea wasn't really to go ahead and save slavery. The idea was to have parity among states. And uh, obviously, that's worked. That's worked at least for the Republicans. It worked with, with Bush as well. Uh, you know, I mean, uh when Trump was screaming, lock her up, lock her up, everything was horrible. But I remember during the Bush era, they, uh, they were crying, jail to the, t- to the chief, jail to the chief. Uh, that didn't seem to affect anyone. That didn't seem to bother anyone at all. Uh, it's, it's kind of nuts, uh, but that's how it is. You can kill Trump on the stage, obviously so, in New York City now, in a Shakespearean play, and that's just fine that's fine but i don't know if you remember there was some rodeo clown uh who was uh, who wore an obama mask and he was hounded by the media and he was it was horrible how could he do that how could you depict a president that way um you know and he got yelled at and screamed at from everyone from the governor of missouri to to the naacp about all of this stuff not all anger really is created equal um <clears throat> it's not the level of the anger necessarily, it's intensity or its threatening nature that makes it good or bad. And that's why the left slips into violence so easily. You know, if I slash your tires because you're an Obama because you have an Obama uh, bumper sticker on that, you're a frickin monster. should go to jail. But if you key my car because I'm a Trump supporter, well, you're fighting fascism and racism and you're, all the other nonsense. And it is absolute nonsense that the media, whether you're yellow journalistic rags like CNN, better known as the cesspool news network or the New York Times, which is motto is now all the, the, all the news that's shit to print. I mean, that, those are the people that are doing this. I mean, it's a joke. I am starting to very very slowly though see a change I'm starting to see where people um, not on the left the left is hopeless the left is a radical fringe it's as if it's as if the if the Republican Party's uh, party uh, decided that the skinhead faction would run the whole party then that's how the Republicans would be so you have absolute the lunatic left running this place and they're electing lunatic left people all along I look at the DNC. Uh, you have Keith Ellison, who's the assistant, uh, Farrakhan supporter, Jew hater. And you have uh, Perez, an Obama lackey, who's not done a hell of a lot, but basically he's a leftist too. And those are the people, and those, those are the best choices, <laughs> actually compared to jemu green and boynton kathy boynton and some of the other people there that basically said you know uh, we can't really have white people in the in any type of uh, uh, elevated position in the dnc no white people please you know so anyway that's nuts that's nuts and uh, let's see what 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 else about that um the left prides itself on an on un- on an unearned moral superiority so you know like when the when they go low we go high but it is incapable of controlling its anger right now and its outbursts the national tantrum after trump's victory uh, was shut down the government stop the conspiracies you know, and they just had tons and tons of, of protesters that quickly escalated to everything. into street violence. Remember the pussy parade when it all started the first day. So this is something. It's like a derangement sy- uh, syndrome that, that the left has. Um, and the left is a very angry movement. And it's animated by an outrage self-righteousness. They just think they, are the, they, they count. You don't. You don't believe in us. You're a pig and you're worthless. Irredeemable, folks. A basket of irredeemables okay and so basically it's um it's kind of a double edged sword for them because they're outraged they get so outraged by everything that goes on they feel that then it's okay to go ahead and and dehumanize people because you see if you don't think like them you're really not a person so you know i mean I remember campus riots and stuff like that from the uh, 60s, but they were basically to allow free speech, not to get rid of it, but campus riots now, assassination of Republican politicians, uh, all of this, it's nothing really new. But what's changing a little bit is you're going to start to see, due to homeostasis, my homeostasis theory, which basically is if you're going to have lunatic leftists all of a sudden do things, expect lunatic rightists to do things also so basically i think at some point in time in the very near future it's going to be the fact that the right is going to need to match some of that anger um you know the angry left has gained a lot of power but the monopoly on anger is only really works if you're in a totalitarian state in a free society both sides still they are expected to control their anger and find terms on which to debate and settle issues the left rejects any type of civility and refuses to control its anger the only settlement it would be would be absolute power that's all that they want that's it just to control everything and everybody that's it if an election doesn't go their way well to hell with it overturn the results if someone offends it they must be punished or there will be yet even more anger on your head so Instead of being an opposition party, the opposition party does not exist anymore. There is really no Democratic Party anymore. The, the, the opposition party has changed. The opposition party right now is, um, is a resistance party instead. They don't oppose anything because they have no values. They have no issues. I've uh, asked many, many times for people to call me up and tell me, what does the, de- the new quote-unquote Democratic Party, what the heck do they stand for? What are they about? What are their issues? What will they tell the United States people uh, next time when they run for office? They're going to say, well, we want to raise your taxes. We would like you to go ahead and have an open border. Anyone who wants to come in here, and particularly those that want to kill us, we'll let them in. Um, We're going to have free food, free this, free that, free everything, and just print more money. I mean, they have, like, nothing really of worth to talk about. So instead, they sit there, and they're just angry with the world, angry with themselves because those babies crying, babies just didn't get their way. You know, that's how it is. Uh, the left uh, is weird. The left likes to think that its anger is good anger because it's over the plight of the illegal aliens and and the Muslim terrorists and people who need transgendered bathrooms. You know, uh, that kind of, that's where they are. That, that's what they're about. So they think that their anger is good. And all that is wonderful, but all anger isn't really the road to a better world. It is a road instead to hate and more violence. And there are millions of leftist folks, unfortunately, just like Hodgkinson, who are told every day that the Republicans are responsible with everything wrong in their lives. It's so much easier to be a victim, don't you think? I'm a victim. ID politics, that's what it does. Identity politics. It's creating classes of victims so that you too could be victimized. Because if you're a victim, what can you do? You're a victim. There's nothing you can do. There's no way you can better yourself. There's no way you can get out of the hole that you're in. And that's exactly where the Democrats want you. In a hole. And they will then control what you get inside of that hole. They could be a food stamp. It could be no food stamps. It could be uh, health care. It could be no health care. But whatever it is, if you're at that level, and I call that the political plantation, if you're unfortunately in that, that's what you're going to wind up with. I mean, it's just going to be unbelievable. Um, so, you know, there are millions of people, millions of leftists, and everyone is being taught this, that basically the Republicans are responsible with everything wrong in your life. And if the Republicans continue to exist... Um, that's going to be nasty. But when they do exist and they are in office, um, where does all that anger go? How how do you how do you, how do people channel that and do things with it? Um, they may or may not really be able to do anything about it. Uh, so either we have like a, really a political system. Uh, it's based on some laws that we got and the norms. And people hate when I say that. And uh, again, I have to. If you're new to the show, I have to kind of give you a definition sometimes. To me, what is normal is a mathematic function. It is basically what most people do, okay? And you have a bell curve, and there are people that fall within that normal range, and there are people that fall then outside the normal range. And if it's so so that, for instance, someone who's blind is not normal. Sorry, and I don't mince words here. I'm not politically correct. It's not normal to be blind. I'm sorry. Does it make you a bad person? No. Does it mean you can't function in society? No. But it means you are not normal. And what we're starting to see, at least what I'm starting to see right now, is that the leftists, they are so off the fringe, they're not normal. They do not, they do not think how normal people do. The leftists thinks that they have some privileged anger bubble, and they're entitled to burst those bubbles whenever they want, every other election usually, you know, when the, they don't get their way. And um, they try to then go ahead and intimidate, intimidate, censor, oppress. And now it seems you can go ahead and actually shoot some, uh, some Democrats if you'd like. Uh, I'm sorry, some uh, God forbid old Democrats. <laughs> They're sacred. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I meant Republicans. <clears throat> so you see, you get people that decided due to their anger, uh, like James Hodgkinson, uh, decide he can go ahead and go ahead and kill some, some people. And that's not a big deal at all. I think that the left needs to check its anger privilege at the door and start to move on. But I do not see that happening uh, quickly. I just don't see that happening. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if if things were reversed, what that would be like and what that would feel like? Can you imagine if it was a group of, uh, not a group, it was some like um, mentally ill Republican skinhead who decided he's going to shoot up as many Democratic senators as possible. Do you think you'd have the same kind of uh, news uh, news that's going on? No, not at all. Not at all. I would never be, you know, and uh, the the left, uh, they just don't see things. They do not see things the way most people do. And the media is complicit with that. So lots of things get squelched and you never hear about them like Seth Rich. What happened with that? there's certain things that really bother me sometimes when I listen to the news and it's because there are too many holes in it. There was a story this week also about it's so hot. It is just absolutely so hot in, in Arizona. they The planes can't take off. So I said, well, is this the hottest day ever? No, I look, it was, it was 118 degrees last year and the year before that and the year before that. So I'm curious if that's the case why why well first i don't trust anything with media so first i look were there actually planes that were that were stopped that couldn't really take off and the answer is yes they were they were these little pedal jumpers and they can't create enough momentum because of the temperature to actually lift up but it wasn't major flights or anything like that if you were going in and out of uh, out of uh, phoenix it was those uh, particular class of plane that was not allowed to to take off all right so i looked and say well last year was it as hot absolutely it's just as hot there were days where it was 118 degrees 120 degrees why didn't you hear anything about that in the news why didn't you hear any of that in the news last year well the year before that why is that all of a sudden a news a news item and my feeling is it's because it comes out a week or so after trump pulls out of the paris accord so you see the media wants to make sure you understand that it's hot in the freaking desert during the summer in arizona i mean you know big deal As if uh, the U.N. and those folks that are running the Paris Accord would actually do anything that would change the climate. I mean, it's a joke. Just like collusion was a joke. Now you don't hear collusion so much because everyone's starting to realize it is a joke. How long are you going to run the investigation? You have almost a year now, like I said earlier, two Senate hearings, two House hearings, the FBI, the CIA, the NSA. You've had uh, Clapper. You had Comey. You had uh, Nichols. Uh, uh, all these people say that there was absolutely no evidence of collusion. You have people like uh, like uh, Maxine uh, Filthy Dirty Waters, uh, says absolutely no collusion. Uh, Dianne Feinstein, absolutely no collusion. So what are we doing? Why are we wasting the time? The reason is they're looking for the missing link. They're looking for the missing link that just does not exist. And they can look for another 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and it's not going to make a difference. It just will not because they don't really want to. They just want to continue this fiasco and facade through the midterm election so because they believe that somehow this will be good and they'll be able to get uh, at least control of the House uh, back or maybe even the Senate and they've lost four of these subsidiary elections already because they stand for nothing and the leftists in uh, california and in new york don't decide who the president is thank god so again i, I thought i kind of went a little bit off track here but i was talking about the four pieces of the democratic party and basically they are the political elite the media, then you have the actual politicians themselves, the Democrats uh, in Congress, and then you have the indigent and poor who are on the dole and must vote that way because they fear for their lives that they will die, because this is what they're told every every uh, kind of uh, election cycle. If you have the Republican, he wants dirty water, they love pollution, they want your children to die, you're going to die of hunger, everything that you have is going to stop, and of course that just never happens because that's not what it's about. I've never spoken to a Republican who says, yeah, I'd like dirty water, please give me some. That doesn't happen. You're saying, oh, the Environmental Protection Agency and all of that. They're not a bureaucracy, a bureaucracy in and up to itself. And basically, that's what's going on right now. Um, it's kind of weird, kind of weird out there, but that's how it is. Uh, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to have a couple of guests, I think, come on tonight. Uh, it was kind of like a very uh, compacted weekend for me, and I'm happy to have a few people join me in a little bit. Uh, so I would like you to stay tuned. And we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of other things. We did a little bit about the shooting, but we'll talk a little bit more about the, about that as, as, as time goes on. I would like to mention, since the media, the mainstream media, will never talk about it, is uh, that there may be some things over the last six months that Trump did that basically... Worked out pretty well, but no one's ever going to hear it. No one's ever going to know about it. And, and that's because the media just doesn't want to let anyone know about any of those things. So, uh, folks, you're listening to the Michael Blum Show. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll call up our first guest, and there will be more stuff in a few minutes.